beautiful humans and welcome everyone to the self journey dictionary podcast life really knows how to drag us through the mud but the most important challenge is to find self-love are you as messed up as me and in a stage of your life where you're simultaneously happy hurting and healing This podcast is about the journey we go through for healing, growth, and personal development where we reevaluate our vocabulary to promote a more positive and healthy relationship with ourselves. Join me on my messy life growth journey and redefine the world around us because words are powerful and we define our destiny. Thank you everyone for tuning in and joining me on my journey. I'm your host, Ellie, and let's get this episode started. Welcome back, everyone, to episode two. Are you prepared to cry a little today? Because in this episode, you'll hear me cry. Or maybe not cry, but like the aftermath of me crying. Because we're going to be talking about a deep topic I think we could all relate to. So, continuing on the theme of self, last episode, we looked at the letter S for self, where we discussed self-awareness and how we can start to be more honest and aware with ourselves and our behaviors in order to start a healthy self-growth journey. Today, we'll be continuing with the letter E for esteem, specifically self-esteem. Now, before I get into the definition let me pose a question for y'all. How much do you let other people's opinions of you affect how you feel about yourself? I think that's a pretty strong question, so I'm just going to repeat it. How much do you let other people's opinions of you affect how you feel about yourself? I'll give you a few moments to think about it. Now, let's look at the definition. Esteem, as defined by the Oxford Language Dictionary, is respect and admiration, typically for a person. And self-esteem, also being a noun, is confidence in one's own worth or abilities, similar to self-respect. Now, although these definitions seem pretty self-explanatory, we could take a moment and think about how much we do, like how much we have confidence in ourselves and respect for ourselves and admiration about who we are as a person. There's a quote by Bridgeham Young where they say, why should we worry about what others think of us? Do we have more confidence in their opinions than we do our own? Oftentimes, self-image and self-esteem is shaped by our own experiences and the way others perceive us and how we're treated because of it. From a young age, You see treatment of people always looking better and, like, being treated better because 
of the way that they look and whether that being like the way they dress or their physical features, oftentimes they're treated better. So this starts to create an unrealistic expectation of like who we are and how we're supposed to exist in this world and how we're supposed to continuously chase this societal standard to try to receive like receive this better treatment or this hypothetical better treatment that you see other people receiving so it's like it develops into an unconscious internal bias and when i say i want to be honest and real with you guys i mean it and as I mentioned before, I've been trying to start this podcast for a while. So there's been some times where I felt like I needed to record my thoughts down so I could use it at another time. And so I'm going to play for you guys. Um, the next clip is actually something I recorded from mid-June when I was thinking about this specific episode. And I had recorded it after just finished hysterically crying over a moment when I had really low self-esteem. And I want you guys to really listen because I think it's important to show ourselves even at our own most vulnerable places. And sometimes we can't always expose ourselves to everyone. Because not everyone's going to treat us with the kindness and love that we deserve. But at least, if not anything, at least listen to it and feel that it's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay to sometimes not be okay. I'm supposed to be talking about self-esteem. And I felt like, how can I talk about something that I have none of? Right. I struggle so much with my self-image. And, you know, I felt like, how am I supposed to be encouraging to listeners or people taking the time to listen and tell them that it's going to be okay if... I am not, you know, if I still struggle every day. And I thought that by now I would have overcome my struggles or would have worked towards it enough to, you know, to be able to have a conversation about it. And then it dawned on me that the whole point of this podcast was to take you guys on my journey and to be honest and and just be truthful that in the end it's hard it's a it's a lifelong journey there's going to be days that are going to be better than others and um i've recorded many of times where i'm just in my room and i'm crying or feeling some different way and I would try to record a couple of things and I was like maybe I'll include that <laughs> I don't think I want, you guys want to hear me hysterically crying and uh, 
a full hug. Anxiety attack about myself, my self-image. Like, so what happened was, um, I was shaving my legs and my arms, um, and I don't do it as frequently anymore because I've had some laser hair removal treatments, but which has helped me a lot. But um, I was getting out, and um, I wanted to go look look at my face because I had gotten my eyebrows done, and when I looked, my face had so much hair. And it sent me into a spiral because I had gotten laser hair removed my face. You know, she was like, oh, we'll permanently remove your hair and yada yada. And you know, maybe hormonally you'll get some hair growth in five to ten years. I'm like, bro, it hasn't even been a year since my last treatment. And when I say, like, I had a lot of hair and... You know, part of it has to do a lot with my PCOS, and I need to get checked out, but I just, I literally took that razor, and I shaved my face, and you're not supposed to shave your face with a regular razor, it's not good for you, you're supposed to use, like, those dermal blade razors, but it just, like, sent me into a spiral of hate, of, of, like, you don't love yourself. You don't care about yourself. Why do you why do you want to get into a relationship if you can't love yourself? Like if you you know and it just was like I was bawling my eyes out, I was hyperventilating and I was talking to my best friend and she's like, I wish you could see you the way I see you and like ultimately like I know that her intentions are pure and and like I wish I did see me the in the way other people see me, but it was so painful. Felt like my heart was broken. Like, like have you ever been through? I mean, most of us I think have been through heartbreak at least once in our lives, and it was like that—the feeling of heartbreak because I have so much love that I give to everyone around me, but not an ounce of that can I give to myself. Because I feel like that all or nothing again mentality that I've like taught myself or that I've conditioned myself is because I'm not ideally perfect or perfect in my own head that I'm not enough and therefore I'm not worth you know there's no meat there's no reason to put it out there there's no reason to put myself out there or I'm not good enough or whatever and it really hurts because I'm breaking my own heart I'm my own worst critic and she was telling me you know she was talking about how I shouldn't care what other people think because I was saying my my argument to her was that no one ever bats an eye towards me no one says well you're super cute you know I want to get to know you no one ever cares like you know pursues me that she was telling me that I shouldn't care about what other people think
And when I started to think about that, it, it's not about other people's opinions that, that that shape my opinions. Like, you know, because generally the people around me are very loving, are very accepting, are very, like, you know, don't, don't judge me the way I judge myself. It's I'm the one judging me. I'm the one who can't look in the mirror and be like, you know, you're beautiful, or because I love the person that I am internally. I'm a good heart, but then I look at pictures of myself. I look myself in the mirror. I can't take a picture. I can't take a selfie. I can't, like immediately, I feel like I'm disgusted with the person that I am. Disgusted that I look the way I do. I look at. I could look at someone else, bigger, smaller, taller, skinnier, shorter, whatever. Let me any other person that isn't me that looks different than me. I would immediately they're a beautiful person. I don't see the I don't see others the way I see myself. And that's why I'm like it's not other people's opinions, it's the opinion I have of myself. And yes, I could have been formed by other people's previous opinions of me. But it's the opinion I have of myself and how disappointed in her I am. And I really want to work on that how to reshape the way that you see yourself and that's the point of this podcast it's not an answer to the question it's the start of the question how do we re reshape the way we see ourselves how do we reshape the way we see ourselves? I think that's a w- great way to continue this conversation. So after listening to that audio, there was a few takeaways that stood out to me. And that I think that we can discuss. So we already know that self-love and growing our self-esteem is an everyday battle. And that's some some days are just going to be better than others. But in the beginning of the audio, I said something along the lines that I can't if I can't love myself, then why would I want to be in a relationship? And we often hear the you know, the common phrase saying, "Oh, um if you can't love yourself, how do you expect someone else to love you?" And that isn't always true because when you surround yourself by people that show you love and compassion, you can often start feeling it for yourself. And it doesn't always have to be in a romantic setting. When you surround yourself with more positive people in friendships and in relationships, you will start to to have more compassion for yourself. And that's why it's very important to see who you surround yourself with. Because remember, we were talking about how other people treat us. Or how um, that can often shape the way we treat ourselves. So oftentimes we use relationships as crutches for our self-esteem. Because if 
someone can love and praise you the way that you can't do for yourself, it will prove your worth somehow. Because when we aren't in a stage in our life where we thought we'd be, often we can equate our self-image or our self-esteem to our value. And if you don't look the way you want to, then you'll automatically start to assume that you don't have high value or worth because you don't look the way you want to. In the first episode, I had mentioned that I was overweight. And the majority of, of the people that have some sort of body image issue at some point in their life, whether that's being too big or too small or too tall or too short or hairy or not hairy enough, um, we all face insecurities. We always end up wanting the things that we don't have because we think it will increase our value or worth somehow. This all or nothing mentality that we get stuck in where if we don't look 100% the way we want in our heads, then therefore we're unlovable or we're not deserving of the treatment that other people get. Remember how in the beginning I asked the question, how much do we let other people's opinion of you affect the way you see yourself? I think for me, I have a lot of body dysmorphia and negative body image issues that started from a young age that can be contributed to my culture or heritage and my upbringing because I was always being monitored and always being told that if I ate too much, I'd gain weight and don't eat this and don't eat that because it'll make you fat. (laughs) Sorry for the random rhyme. Again, remember, I'm a poet, so sometimes that happens. Um, And always being told that your beauty is what's going to get a man to love you. So from a young age, believing that the only thing that mattered was like looking like this ideal version of you that you see in the mirror. This immediately is going to start to lower your self-esteem when you don't look like that. You know, when you grow up looking at Nuestra Belleza Latina and, you know, you see all these beautiful Latin women and you don't look like that, you start to realize like, oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to look like and I don't look like that. So what am I doing wrong? When in reality, you're not doing nothing wrong. You have to start to embrace the person that you are now and the beauty that comes with it. Sometimes I think back to the time where I was a lot thinner back in high school and how I still struggled so much with my self-esteem. I was like maybe 130 pounds um, and I still like obsessed over my stomach or my hair, the hair on my body or the way I looked and I would wake up early in the mornings every day to do my hair and my makeup and look good in order to hide those insecurities that I felt. But the difference now is that when I do my hair 
or I do my makeup. It's not to hide those insecurities, but it's to feel good in my own skin, to feel happy with the person I am and accentuate my beauty. Um, And as you heard in the clip before, that was from two months ago, I still struggle every day with the way I see myself. But it's about reshaping how we see ourselves and not letting other people's expectations of you define how you see yourself. If any of you have ever seen me recently or have seen my social media, you've probably noticed that I've dyed my hair red, (laughs) or some of my hair anyways, and I have quite a bit of tattoos. Now, although in my culture, you know, as a Hispanic, as, as a Latina, oftentimes, like, that's frowned upon, especially also coming from a religious background, um, God forbid any of those people from my past see me now, I'd only imagine what they'd think of me. But in reality, why should I care? In reality, <laughs> my tattoos and my hair and and all these things have given me so much more confidence and has allowed me to start to feel so comfortable in my skin. A recommendation I got from a friend that listened to my first episode was said that I should read some poetry on my podcast. So I looked back at my old pieces and everything that I've written thus far. I only started writing poetry a couple months ago after, um, or close, yeah, after I graduated, um, which was back in May. So there are two pieces that I have that I think relate to this topic. And When I write, I write from emotion and in the moment. So this first piece, since we're talking about tattoos, I wrote this piece about how I felt after getting a new tattoo. Now, don't ask me which one it was because I don't remember. But just I remember how happy and confident I felt. So this piece is called Inked. Today, I woke up smiling because I'm starting to love the feeling of being in my own skin. I may not love the way my body looks in the mirror, but there's a feeling I have that goes beyond the surface and digs deep. Literally, I mean digs deep in my skin with needles and ink as I add artwork to my body and they pierce my skin. I feel as if my body is still a temple, like a church with stained glass windows letting light seep in. You may not think I'm holy for letting others mark my body and ink my skin, but you do the same with your words, piercing my heart and causing tears to roll down my cheeks. I am beautiful, I affirm to myself every morning as I get ready for work. You are brave as I cover up with long sleeves in the summer. You are strong as I walk out the door, remembering that I am secretly fighting those insecure thoughts in my head. But after all that, I still have my tattoos to remind me of who I am. 
this piece speaks volumes because towards the end, I'm talking about covering up my tattoos to be more presentable in society, but understanding that what I do, I do this for me. And I don't have to ask permission to feel good in my own skin, to feel good about who I am and what I look like, even though that there are things that I want to work on, like I mentioned before, being healthier, that shouldn't stop me from being happy and proud of who I am and and what I look like, you know, and it's the self-acceptance that leads to self-realization that if we can love ourselves, even the worst parts of ourselves, then we will have a much more self-love and we can achieve those things that we want to work towards. Just because you can be at your ideal body weight doesn't mean you won't be insecure or struggle. Or just because you are overweight doesn't mean you can't be confident and feel good about yourself. This second piece is short. It's one of my first pieces that I ever wrote when I started writing, and it's called Mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. You play tricks with me as if we're playing fetch with a ball. One minute, your gaze meets mine, and the smile appears on my face. The next, hatred courses through my veins. In search of validation from others to prove I belong, without soon realizing my pure heart is gone. Now, although this piece is shorter than my regular pieces, I didn't want to revise it or make it longer because of the weight that it holds, even being a short piece. And it, and we were talking before about how much we let others affect the way we feel about ourselves. And when we do that, we lose our pure intentions. We lose the love for ourselves. And that's why we can't go searching for validation in others because we have to be that validation for ourselves. Another quote for you guys that have really resonated with me reads as follows. Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. This quote is by Malcolm Forbes. This quote speaks volumes because we often focus so much on the things that we can't change or the things that we hate so much about ourselves but forget about all the beautiful things that make us us and make us who we are and makes us beautiful humans. So next time that you have an intrusive thought about your self-esteem, or your self-image. Counteract that negative thought with something positive, with something that you like about yourselves, whether that is your personality, something about your physical appearance, or even, even kind acts that you've done that you're proud of. The more we start to speak positivity into our lives, the more, positive we'll, more positivity we'll get out of it. Now, I want to end this episode with a list that I found on a website called personaldevelopmentzone.com, and it's of the 12 pillars of lasting self-confidence that I thought 
was something we can all take away from. So number one states, be more self-aware. Pay attention to the way you think, feel, and act. Number two, get to know yourself. Acknowledge your values, beliefs, strengths. Be comfortable with who you truly are. Number three, be willing to feel your emotions. Understand the positive intent of every kind of emotion. Number four, realize that no one is better than you. You are amazing just because you're you, and there's no one like you. Number five, be authentic. Be 100% yourself. Being authentic, you get zero competition. Now with this one, I thought that was something I never thought of before, which is when you are yourself, you have no reason to compare yourself to others, and you have zero competition. So I loved that. Number six, look at your accomplishments. What have you achieved in your life? Count your successes. Number seven, take action. Take action anyways. You'll be okay no matter what. Number eight, be empathetic. Everyone is trying to have their needs met. Don't take things personally anymore. Number nine, accept yourself. You don't have to be perfect to be loved and happy. Number 10, take care of yourself. Have time for yourself. Get something, um, get some time to recharge your batteries. Number 11, practice the skill. Practice the skill of self-confidence. Practicing the skill a lot and you'll improve upon it. And number 12 says self-confidence heroes. Look up two to three people that you're super confident, that you see as super confident, and how do you think that they would act in those situations? Now, I hope that this episode gave you a little bit of insight that we all struggle and that it's okay if you struggle with self-esteem We're here to grow and learn to love ourselves the way we deserve and to treat ourselves with more respect and admiration. Thank you everyone for taking the time to listen. I look forward to seeing you guys next week on our following episode. We'll be looking at the letter L, so stay tuned and have an amazing week. Bye everyone.